The weather could not have been more beautiful. July 4th was right around the corner, and Staten Island was abuzz with excitement. She'd had a little time to kill, so she stopped off a couple stations early to visit a cafe she liked. Paladino's Coffee and Scones was a New York treasure, the best place for an under $5 cappuccino Gloria Della Santos had ever found. And, miracle of miracles, it was still open. Things in this city tended to disappear if you didn't visit for a while. Gloria Della Santos had learned about the story from an article in the Post. It was a feature article about a woman and her family struggling to stay in their apartment after the building had been purchased by some big hedge fund or another. This wasn't Gloria's regular beat, so she almost passed it up. But when she saw the word demon in the last paragraph, her curiosity was piqued. The observer would pay good money for a story like this. All she had to do was pop over to the Cobalt Arms, interview a few locals, and whip off a quick little article about scared citizens and a scary demon. She was just finishing off her cappuccino when she saw him. Clive Blackstone, her ex-boyfriend, eight years after disappearing into thin air. She felt her temper boiling as she pounded her way across the street. If she wasn't careful, she was going to lose her fool mind right there on the street. She'd never hit a man before. She didn't think she wanted to, but... Clive Blackstone, you dirty, rotten, secret-keeping son of a bitch. Today, we have with us Chase Greenlee from Another Path. What's up, Chase? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Real good. Good. Real good. So, uh, let's see. Do you remember last last thing that Hezekiah was involved in? Yeah, we were meeting, we, we had gone to an apartment complex and met up with uh, a lovely young lady out back um, who seemed to have a pretty good idea of what was going on, but she was being hassled by some cops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, Amala welcomed you guys into her kitchen mm-hmm. and she and Mike told you some stuff about the Sombra Corporation. Right. Does that ring a bell? Yes. Okay. So these cops have been are are like dirty basically. They're helping this ugly corporation try to try to scare everybody off and get them out of the complex so they can change it, bulldoze it, whatever. Mhm. Um so Mike got a page or a I guess it's 2020, so he got a a text from somebody in the gang and he's like, Oh shit. Uh, they want me to go talk to him. Uh, is there any way that, that one of you guys could come watch from an alley or something just in case mm-hmm. things go bad? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Hezekiah, I, I, uh, said that you, uh, you stepped up. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's on brand. Yeah. So we can role play that, that, uh, yeah, Mike asks you if anybody will, will help out. Well, I uh, suppose I could be able to lend an eye, see what's going on. I'm pretty good in a fight, so if uh, push comes to shove, I can shove real good. Uh, that, that's good, man. Yeah, 
I'm trying to to play this right, but you know, I'm kind of out here on my own, and uh, it would be nice to have a, another set of eyes. Are you going to be able to to stay out of sight? And uh, and Clive Blackstone stands up and he says, "I think I have something that can help in this situation." And he huh. pulls out these two little feathers. And he hands one to you, and then he clips his onto his lapel, and he disappears. That's something. And Mike and Amala are like, whoa! (laughs) Hmm. And you hear Clive from the void say, uh, yeah, put it on your lapel, and uh, you'll be just like me. Is there a time limit on this thing, or is this just an on-and-off situation? Uh, If you... If you take hostile action, the power starts to fade, mm. and uh, unless you sit still for a while, it'll it'll break the spell. Sounds good. And uh, Hezekiah pins it on. All right, you and Mike leave the uh, leave the apartment and head out. Uh, he leads you out north mm-hmm. around the other side of the building from whence y'all came. And as you go between this area, you see out into the street, right up to that intersection where, um, I don't know if you noticed it but before, but there's a, there's a big old like suburban, um, well, you don't even know vehicles. Uh, <laughs> there's a big old uh, smoke machine. I don't know what you call them, but uh, mm-hmm. it's white and it's, the windows are all black and it's across the street. Mm-hmm. to the north a little bit more and you see that the engine must be on because a bit of steam is coming out the tailpipe and it's it's rumbling faintly sure and I'd, I'd be familiar with like old world tech i would just assume it's some of that yeah yeah it's some of that that's right you're from midworld so uh it's, it's a little bit like a quiet train i guess mm. we'll say all um, right or a carriage that doesn't rumble and spit fire Mm-hmm. So uh, he he points to a little smoker's shed that you guys can hang out in. And he's like, uh, all right, I'm going to go talk to Sugar. And uh, I guess just, just only follow if you can stay out of sight and, uh, and not get made. Uh, be careful crossing the street. <laughs> all right. <laughs> drive fast through here. And... Um, and Clive says, um, so uh, when, when should we engage? And he says, uh, I mean, if you think I'm going to die, I guess. Seems like a good place to start. <laughs> Clive draws out a coin and, and gives it to Mike. And he says, if you're hurt, this will give us a location to um, lead us to your position. And he he blows on it, casts some little spell, and uh, yeah, it's good to go. All right, let's do it. All right, you uh, do you want to stay on this side of the street or? Um, I'll probably stay close to him. Um, I'll clip my feather on and away, um, okay. and I'll just kind of stay probably about fifteen twenty paces behind him, keep an ear out. All right, so he crosses the street, and then you follow. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I'm just doing a little flip here for the magic. Sure. Um, 
And uh, yeah, you get to the cross street, and so you're just kind of standing out on the sidewalk. You see there's an alcove of a closed business you could probably duck into uh, mm-hmm. to, to conceal your shadows. It's, it's late in the day now. Um, it's, it's not sunset, but it's, you know, okay. maybe it's four or five in a, on a summer's day. And, uh, and he kind of wobbles around and acts like he's looking for something. And then he makes a beeline for one of the passenger seats of that vehicle. Uh-huh. And the back door pops open and he stands there awkwardly for a second. And then somebody must have beckoned him in cause he rolls up in there. Okay. I'll scooch up even closer. Okay, so you come out, and now you're in the, the sunshine, and you see your, your shadow kind of, uh, I don't know, it's faint, but it's kind of wobbling. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a snake as the light tries to hit your body or whatever. So you get up near the vehicle, and then it closes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if anybody peeps you. Okay, um... You can't see in there, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm not sure if you'd be able to get a sense if somebody noticed you. Sure. Um, but let's let's have you do some kind of a sneak check. Okay. Uh, is do you have a sneak skill? I don't have your. Uh, there is a sneaking skill, but I don't have any points in it. Okay. Let me pull up your character sheet. So the most anybody got was two successes. So we'll need you to get at least two. So you're, uh, let's see, you're, I guess, let's call it wit and sneaking. What is your? Uh, That would be three. Okay, so three plus you're healthy. And then I'll give you an extra three because you're invisible. So that'll be seven cards. All right. Um, success is 10 and above. Uh-huh. That is one success. Oh, dang. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. So trying to figure out how to handle this. <laughs> As Hezekiah just full board dashes like I'm invisible. They can't fucking see me. <laughs> Okay, um, you hear some commotion inside the vehicle, and you're not mm-hmm. sure what's going on, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden, uh, the other door on the other side of the, the vehicle opens up, and you see this giant dude come out, and it's Sugar. He's in like a brown tracksuit, and he's got all kinds of jewelry around his neck, and as he pops up, he's tall enough you can see like his head over the top of the vehicle from where you are. Mm-hmm. And he's just looking around and then you see the windows on your side come down and Mike's like, guys, what's going on? Uh, wh- what's the problem? And uh, both of the guys in the front seat are looking your direction and they're looking back at Mike and they're like, man, man, you see that? What is that? There's something over there. What? You playing games, Mike? 
and uh, <laughs> he, he is confused. He doesn't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you can see from where you are, that, and maybe it's because you're a little agitated, but your, your shadow seems to be getting darker. Mm. <laughs> I, um, I stay still and close my eyes and just take a couple of deep breaths like, okay. Okay, cool. That'll be uh, um, okay. We'll call that a uh, a biology and presence. Okay, biology. Interesting. Okay, that's going to be four flips. Okay, cool. Three and four. Two successes. Okay, cool. So yeah, you're just tr- kind of trying to calm down, and sugar comes around the front of the vehicle. And he's got one of his hands sort of on his side, uh, maybe maybe going to reach for a weapon. You're not sure where he keeps it. And then the guy in the passenger seat uh, up front stops looking at you, and he leans out, and he goes, Hey, boss, is that Louie? And, uh, and Sugar tilts up his head, and he goes, Ah, yeah. All right, boys. Uh, let's go. And they uh, they all pile out and they start heading down the street past you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, thankfully, it seems as if they've uh, they've ignored the weirdness for this at this point. Okay. And so Mike passes right by you, and and you hear his heart just pounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they get they get about halfway down the street, and you see this like doofy dumpy looking guy standing out front of uh some like boarded up business and he's just looking around like uh hey hey guys you can't hear much from where you are but yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's about what you hear okay i'll keep moving up and trying to keep pace with them once they pass me i'll just try and move quietly okay uh do another sneak check (laughs) Three. That was um, wit plus three. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, one because you're healthy. Okay, we got one, two, three, four. That is going to be three successes. Okay. Nice. So you you managed to like slide up and uh, kind of hunker behind a tree. Mm-hmm this anemic looking tree and uh, (laughs) the wrought iron thing around it and some dead flowers. And you see, uh, see these guys kind of bullshitting with this, uh, this fella. Now I'm going to have you do, do you have empathy or telepathy? I have telepathy. Okay, nice. So uh, do a presence telepathy check. Okay. One success. Okay. Um, There's something odd about this new character, but you're not sure what it is. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sugar kind of... Sugar doesn't appear to say anything to him, and he and one of his boys just crossed the street back to the the building you were just in. And and this new guy kind of stands there with these other two gentlemen and, uh, and Mike... And then they open up the door 
and uh, or w- actually one of them knocks on the door three times and they head in and this new guy just stands there kind of looking dumb. Mm-hmm. So uh, the group is split up and Mike and two guys have headed into the building. Okay. Um, I'm going to circle around the building, see if I can find another way in. Oh, okay. So you'll, you'll, uh, do you want to go past the door they went in or back up and go back around the I want to go building? back up and go back around. I, I don't want to be trying to pass anybody directly if I can avoid that. Okay, cool. Do another telepathy check. Well, the good news is I got one, two, three, four successes. The bad news, I did get a failure in there as well. Got a joker. You got a joker? Okay. Yep. Um, So you notice that Clive is coming to meet you Mm -hmm. at the corner of the the intersection as you pass that that big uh, truck. Yep. And I'll just hold that one in reserve, I think. Fair. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and so he says he's he's like uh, Hezekiah, are you, are you still here? Yeah, I'm right here. Oh, good. All right. Um. Uh, and then all of us, he like he's kind of trying to reach out to find you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you know, I didn't really plan this out very well. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> honest. I you know. I kind of thought we were going to be each taking this one solo because of practical matters, but uh, oh, I guess we just kind of got to gotta work with this now. Um, they went in. I'm going to try and sneak in and figure out another way to see what's going on. Oh, okay. Uh, what, what do you think I should do? Keep an eye out here. Oh. They left a lot of the toughs out here, so if something bad happens, you can start firing, and I can start firing, and we can really confuse them. Okay. All right. Uh, should I stay here by the truck or, or over to that, that door some of the guys went in? Hmm. This is their truck, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, you could fuck it up. <laughs> he says, my friend, I have many ways of fucking things up. <laughs> Yeah, let's fuck up their truck. I'll come up with something. All right. Okay, so you uh, you head around back, and mm-hmm. as you do, you notice this woman walking down the street towards you. Uh, she looks, um, I guess you don't really know about uh, ethnicity in this I world. I mean, there are people of different races in Midworld. Mm-hmm. So she's got slightly darker skin, black hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's in a smart suit. She has a little clipboard and she's, uh, or not a clipboard, like a a skinny briefcase. And she's fiddling around on her phone and she's walking directly towards you. Mm -hmm. Um, I will press myself up against the wall so that we don't run into each other because I'm invisible. Okay. And uh, and she like stops for a second and looks around and she, you're not sure what's going on, but she seems... She seems not like hardcore like the gangsters, but mm-hmm. like she's much more attuned and aware than most of the people in this world. Mm-hmm. Like she's used to keeping her head on a swivel and uh, maybe an investigator or some, of some type. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that, that's about it. And, uh, okay. so right around her, you, you find the alley and, mm-hmm. and you start going down and you see a couple of gentlemen behind about where you think that building is. And they look like uh, kitchen staff. They've got dirty white waist aprons and they're sure. smoking, uh, either hand rolled or, or filterless cigarettes and they're just kind of quietly yep. standing That's the kitchen there. staff, all right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, do I see a way into the building from where I am? They have a door propped with one of those little uh, wooden stopper things. Okay. But it's it's like, it's not held open all the way. It's just kind of sitting there. So there's like an inch or two. Okay. Yeah, I have a terrible idea, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take out uh, one of my bullets from my pouch of plenty O ammo. Okay. Uh, as I have marked on my sheet. And I'm going to kind of pry it open and set the um, the blaster, the black, you know, the part that actually like shoots off underneath a uh, something out there, like a garbage can, something that's going to make a lot of noise. Okay. And then I'm going to take some gunpowder and like lead away from it, <laughs> and I will strike it. With the idea being, as soon as this thing goes off, it's going to make a fuck ton of noise. Everybody's going to rush out of the alley, and then I'll just walk in. Nice. Okay, yeah, so, um, so yeah, you make, like, a little arc so that you'll be close to the door. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that's pretty easy. I don't even think we need to do a flip for demolitions or anything. You're not trying to hurt anyone. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you just uh, crack a match. Stick it to the gunpowder, and it goes. And, uh, mm-hmm. Wait, what did you put it under? Like a trash can. Okay, so yeah, there's just something that's gonna make a, a, a ton of noise. And the, the trash can, maybe the lid shakes a little bit, but both guys like jump back, and their their cigarettes go flying, and they look at each other like, and, uh, <laughs> and one of them starts like chattering in uh, in a language you don't understand. And you hear footsteps coming down the hallway mm-hmm. uh, to the door. Um, any plan? Um, as soon as the door goes open and somebody steps out, I'm going to slip in. Nice. Okay, so uh, the door opens, but nobody comes out. Mm-hmm. And you see the muzzle of a gun, uh, one of those... Uh, crappy kind of thick guns that these guys most of these guys have (laughs) sure and uh just kind of points out and you hear in a low voice in uh in a foreign language maybe maybe the same as these guys or or the uh or the other fellas Mm -hmm. and and the two are looking like both directions and they they're not sure what's going on and the door starts to swing shut again and you see a a hand go up and and hold it open maybe i don't know a foot wide or whatever Mm -hmm. and then he starts asking questions of those guys and they're just like looking up and down the alley trying to trying to assess what's going on okay um i will place my hand on the door like and not move it but just keep it there Uh and then as soon as i see him start to take his hand away i'm gonna kind of move in 
uh, to try and uh, <laughs> like just just fill the space, and maybe it'll be it'll look like the door is stuck. Um, can I use telepathy to kind of get a sense for like what he might be doing within the next like five seconds? Oh, kind of where his mind's at. Yeah, like if he's planning on leaving or if he's going to be turning around real quick or something like that, just so I have a better uh, sense of where he is going to be as I try and do this very foolhardy thing. Sure, yeah. Uh, go for it. Cool. Uh, that's uh, telepathy plus presence, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. That is four successes. Okay, it, it feels like he's just going to stay right there. Okay, I will... Just keep my hand on the door then, and then as soon as he decides to leave, like I'll just kind of keep that low-level connection going. As soon as he decides to go in, I'll slip in behind him. Okay, cool. So um, another person comes and just barrels right past him and mm-hmm. throws open the door with his foot and leans forward with his mm-hmm. gun up, and you recognize it as one of the guys from the truck. Sure. Uh, you think his name is... Uh, Danny. Mm-hmm. And Danny says in English, like, what the fuck is going on back here? And uh, the two guys, uh, clearly they don't speak English, but they kind of understand it. And they're like, yeah, the two guys are like, I, uh, there was a, a boom it, it, uh, up, up that way or, or this way. I'm not sure. And he just comes out and he's kind of leaning against the door that your hand's on. And he mm-hmm. looks really annoyed, and he's like, just just go check it out. And he kind of waves both directions. Okay. Um, and then he kind of looks back to whoever the guy is that first opened the door, and he's like, Bao, why don't you just stand out here and supervise or whatever? <laughs> and uh, he steps all the way out, and this other character comes out. And this other character, you're pretty sure, was born in their country uh and mm-hmm. uh but he's been here longer than those other two guys because he speaks better english and he comes out and he just kind of stands next to you looking okay. back and forth all right I'll, I'll creep in behind him then okay uh it's gonna be tight quarters so it'll be agility and mm-hmm. i don't know sneaking or athletics maybe We'll go athletics. Okay. I'm better at that. <laughs> Marginally. <laughs> Two successes. Okay, yeah. You just kind of like uh, like somebody crawling under lasers or mm-hmm. whatever, a security system. And uh, you manage to work your way in just before the door closes. And then you mm-hmm. see Danny hoofing it down this uh, white hallway towards whatever's beyond. All right. Okay. Um, you get a, a little ping, telepathic ping in your head, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And sure. Clive appears to have figured out how to message you. Oh, neat. Um, he says, uh, uh, is this thing working? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> yes, maybe. He says, uh, we have a bit of a wrinkle. Um, do they have reporters where you're from? Um, I mean, we had criers, so is that yeah. kind of the same thing? Yeah, so this uh, crier just showed up, and and I know her uh, from mm. back home. And I'm a little worried that a gunfight might break out. 
Look, I promise I ain't going to shoot first. Oh, man. Uh, At least I won't draw my gun first. Uh, and you get a sense that he's feeling like uh, super protective of this woman mm. or this person. You don't know who it is yet. Sure. And he's like, I, f- I feel like I should warn her. Uh, man, yeah. I, I, What's going to be worse if a gunfight breaks out or if some invisible voice of her old friend starts uh, speaking out of the void? Because I'm going to tell you what. I know what I'm more afraid of. (laughs) You can dodge a bullet. They're small. He goes, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess you're probably right. Uh, Well, anyway, I've rigged up a, a, a device that'll shut down this truck if they try to turn it on. Mm. I think that'll do the trick. I'm going to cross back over to the apartment complex so All I right. get a wider view. Um, so I'll be kind of near the newsstand if anything pops off. All right. So uh, this Danny character is, is hoofing it down the hallway. Okay. I will uh, proceed down the hallway. I'm going to keep an ear out for, uh, for my buddy. Okay, cool. So he hits a door and throws it open, and you hear all sorts of kitchen noises going on there. Smell all this like exotic, fancy foods, mm-hmm. and it makes your stomach growl. All right, you gonna go into the kitchen? Um, as I walk by, do I hear anybody, any familiar voices? See anything? Because I heard them all talking before uh, they came in. So. No, Danny, I mean, you've seen Danny before. He hollers out to whoever's in the kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, but, but none of the others yet. Okay, I'll keep moving down the hall. Okay, he, uh, you, you pass through the kitchen, and you see this uh, older woman, like, slaving over the stove, and, uh, and she also seems um, foreign, and, mm-hmm. uh, and she kind of says something back to him, like a hello or whatever, and then he busts through a thicker door with little windows, in each one. Before I leave the kitchen, there's a stove. Mm-hmm. Is Hezekiah familiar with how a stove works? Uh, I mean, he would, like, coals or oil. He might have come across... Uh, oh, wait, didn't they have gas stoves in Gilead? Probably. Uh, I feel like... Uh, that seems Hawk. like a Gilead thing. What was that guy's name? Uh, Roland? Uh, no, the cook that, oh, that uh, yeah. got killed, got hung yeah. in the gunslinger or whatever. Um, a good chapter. Yeah. So, um, yeah. They might have been broken down by the time you got there, but uh, yeah, they had gas powered stoves, I think. Um, before I leave, I turn up the knobs on everything that is already cooking. Oh, shit. I am trying to create as many distractions as possible so that nobody is going to notice an invisible 16-year-old wandering around. <laughs> I dig it. All right, you, you pop those things on, and they get, they get going. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see if the woman notices. She does not, and you see smoke starting to billow up. She's over here, like, focused on her, her giant pan full mm-hmm. of vegetables or whatever. So uh, as soon as my dark deeds are done, I'm going to continue to move uh, down the hall and uh, out the other door following Danny. Okay. Yeah. So the door is still kind of swinging by the time you Mm -hmm. get to it. And as you go out, you see it's just like beautiful red and gold upholstery everywhere. These like everything's Mm -hmm. top notch in terms of decor, big, tall booths. 
uh, with like puffy red leather. Mm-hmm. And as you come out, you see him, he like points his gun up or whatever. Like, I don't know, maybe that's how they enter a room. Sure. And, and you hear the other guys go, hey, and he's like, <laughs> hey, what's up? And, and they're like, uh, a couple of them speak in the foreign language, but it seems like a couple of them don't know it. So they're, mm-hmm. they're, uh, they get to English and he's like, ah, yeah, those fucking guys heard some car backfire or something. No big deal. And as you come around this tall booth, you see they're kind of parked around a, uh, a square table and they're playing cards. Uh, the, um, you see they're like naked lady cards on the mm-hmm. back. Classy. Yeah. yeah, very classy. And uh, and you see Mike there just kind of trying to look hard, but a mm-hmm. little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't look like he's in danger in any way. Mm-hmm. And they're smoking like two different joints at the same time. Another okay. one's rolling a blunt. There's uh, four guys here. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Okay, that's all I see. Mm-hmm. I, uh, do I see any other exits? Yeah, there's uh, the you see like straight ahead. There's a like a checkout counter, and then beyond that, there's a simple brown door. And mm-hmm. you think that's it's kind of a long, skinny restaurant. You think that's the way out. Gotcha. Uh, I'm I'm still looking for for I'm sorry. What was his name? The FBI Mike. agent Mike. Yeah, yeah I'm Mike. looking for Mike. I'm yeah, still trying to figure out where he might be. He's sitting um, at the I table. I haven't seen any. Huh? He's sitting at the table. You can tell the drags he okay. takes off these blunts are kind of uh, smaller than the others. Sure. And he's just kind of sure. sipping at a drink. Okay. Um, I will go ahead and I'm going to grab a seat at uh, one of the unoccupied booths in like the middle of the restaurant and just uh, very, very quietly pull a single gun out and just rest it on my lap just in case. I'm going to watch. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, it proceeds to just be kind of a boring kind of bullshit sesh as they, it's almost like they're razzing Mike trying to, Mm -hmm. trying to get him to talk about his experiences. Sure. And, uh, and I will turn on my bullshit detector, which is an ability I have. I want to make sure that nothing is leading toward anything that's going to get heated. Nice. Yeah. Roll a, uh, or make a flip for your bullshit detector. Uh, what is that again? It's, uh, let's see. It's, isn't it investigation and presence? That sounds right. One, two, two successes. All right. Yeah. So, you can tell that Mike is kind of telling stories sure. that are from someone else's experience. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like, if you ever watched Reservoir Dogs, Tim Roth, he was like trained how to, how to tell these stories and make like they were his. It, it feels kind of like that. Um, but you can't tell if the guys at the table are aware. Yeah, and then about... 10 minutes in, Mike starts to tell this story of his, uh, his mom finding out his mom was a prostitute and that she, uh, she found out that he found out. She started slapping him. And then the John came in and he started beating her. And then uh, Mike 
ended up shooting the guy. The guy took the gun from him, started beating her. His mom stabbed the John. <laughs> Jesus. And then Mike helped like hide the guy's body. And by the end of it, you're like, wow, this is a virtuoso experience. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not even sure if it didn't happen. I'm taking on a journey. Yeah. <laughs> and the guys are just wrapped. They're just like watching this performance. And by the end of it, they're like, damn, man, I can't believe I never even heard of that. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's why we had to leave Raleigh in the first place, come up here. Yeah, and I, I don't see her much anymore, you know, mm-hmm. fucking crack and shit. And one of them's like, oh, damn, I didn't even know anybody's doing crack anymore. And he's like, what? Fuck off, man. So, um. And she's old school. Give her a break, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it seems like things are going good here. Mm-hmm. And then you get a telepathic message mm-hmm. from none other than. Alexa Payne, and she says, uh, we're experiencing a battle situation. You might like to return. <laughs> well, I might. All right. Thing, seems like things are chill here. All right. I will. Uh, I'm going to start making my way towards the door. Okay. Uh, do and I hear you, anything? Uh, as you get to the door, you hear a cell phone go off. Somewhere beyond the door. Sure. And uh, and then one go on at the table behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically text alerts or whatever. Sure. And so whoever it is must have a text chain between these guys. Yep. And they start like, what the fuck, man? And they start getting up. And then you hear a banging on the door in front of you. Okay. I'm going to dive behind the um, checkout counter. Okay. Uh, the door flies open and guys like, Yo, something's going down. Come on. And, uh, and they start hustling past you, and they, they get to the door, and they roll through. Okay. And Mike's the last one out, and he's, like, fiddling with his gun, like he's making sure that it's, it's good or whatever, and he looks around as if, like, he's trying to figure out who's here. I will uh, slip over and put a hand on his shoulders, like, so uh, what's the plan? Fuck if I know, man. I I, I just got to get out there. All right, let's get going. Okay. And so I will. I I will follow. I will keep a hand on his shoulder. Now nice. that I have an anchor point, I yeah. can move with him. And so I'm just gonna stay with him and kind of. If you could see me, it would look like I was using him as a human shield. I promise. He's just a visual eye dog. <laughs> okay, so you uh you roll up. Uh, through this, like, it just looks like an abandoned office. There's, like, mm-hmm. basically nothing here except a card table. And so it's kind of like a lookout spot or whatever. Sure. It doesn't even look like uh, like anybody would know there's a restaurant here. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the grimy windows out front. And these guys all hustle to the door. One of them peeks out. And then they start filing out one at a time. And Mike's the last one out. And one of the guys puts his hand up to him and he's like, yo, this ain't for you yet, Mike. You got to chill. And he kind of pushes him back in the door. All right. And Mike's like, come on, man. Like, how many times I got to wait? And they're like, shut up. And he closes the door behind him. Okay. Um, While they're having this discussion, I slip out the door. Nice. Okay. 
All right, you slip out the door, and you see that the guys have kind of fanned out on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. facing the Madison Arms, where okay. your, your people are. So one of them's kind of all the way up near the big truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them's kind of standing to your right, like at the, the bus sign thing. Sure. And two more of them are sort of spaced out beside you. Mm-hmm. facing that direction and Danny's probably the closest one to you mm-hmm. and he keeps looking at his phone like like he's fucking around on Facebook or something mm-hmm. um, the cars are whizzing by and you see Sal the newsstand guy walking from around behind the building the south side where Amala's apartment is mm-hmm. and she com- or he he rolls up to his newsstand and uh Danny just starts crossing the street towards him. Okay. Is he the only one crossing? So far, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to hang back with the with this crew here. Uh, and if they start looking like they're going to get violent, I'm going to start. Okay. Uh, do a, um, an investigation and wit check. Okay. And one, two, three successes and one joker. Oh, dang. All right. So um, you notice that across the street in front of the building, but a little farther north uh, Mm -hmm. from the newsstand, is fucking Clive Blackstone talking to that reporter woman. Mm -hmm. It's like out in the open. And they're having this like intense, close conversation. She's waving her arms. And you're just like totally confused as to how mm-hmm. he would abandon his mission or whatever, right? <laughs> to, to have this conversation, and it's kind of annoying you. Uh, and by the time you look back, you realize that two more of the guys have started across the street, mm-hmm. and the only one on this side of the street is is the guy by the truck. All right, um, I'm going to go ahead and start crossing the street then to be with the other guys. I know that truck's not going anywhere. Okay, so a big uh, cargo van passes in front of you, and then you mm-hmm. start to go, and then you see a cab hustle. So you kind of like stopping yeah. and starting, unless you just want to like fucking Rambo it across the street. No, I'll frogger. I'll frogger. Okay, okay, yeah, and that would affect your invisibility probably if you move too fast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're kind of herky jerking it, and by the time you get over there the three guys have converged on the newsstand and you hear them kind of haranguing Sal, the news guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I don't know what fucking problem you guys got with me. Like, I, I you know, grease my palm. I'll, I'll tell you some stuff. Jeez. We could talk about the, the, the Reds and the Mets if you want. And, um, yeah, and you see Clive still up there kind of up against the building talking to this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and you realize that there's like some heat, some kind of friction between them, mm-hmm. as if they're like they've dated or they've had a thing. Yeah, things um, happen. They have yeah, a history. So <laughs> you see the the guy over by the truck has opened the passenger door and slid in, sure, and closed it behind him, and uh, you get a message from Alexa that. Uh, like you get an image of the door having blown open 
and these three guys rolled in, including Sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but she says like we have the upper hand. Gotcha. Um, I'll send back. Um, he's got backup out here. I'm keeping an eye on them. If they start moving towards you, I'll take them. Okay. And these. Uh, uh, so you get to the newsstand and and you just hear these guys. And one of them's like, we should go in there, man. We should go in there. And, and he's like, yo, we're supposed to watch the street. I'm not going in there. And it's like, but man, what if, what if these guys are tough? You know, like we should call Fatso. And the guy's like, fuck, we're not calling Fatso. We can do shit on our own. We're not, we're not completely useless. And the guy's like, ah, oh, fuck, you're right. I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and. Sal's so like, hey, I, I could tell you a little something about those uh, those uh, young folk that came by, if, if you want to know. And they're like, what? Sal? Sal? That's, not, <laughs> that's not a character. That's not a character. That's not a character. <laughs> you hear one of them, well, you might as well speak up, bro. And he's like, uh, uh, well, I mean, I, you know, it, it's tough running a business all by yourself. You know, I got I to gotta keep the lights on so to speak. Um, and the guy's like, Jesus Christ, man, what do you want? Is it 20 bucks? He's like, yeah, that, that would start things moving. And um, you hear some like banging and shit coming from the apartment. Mm-hmm. Not like gunshots, but like stuff like, knocking around. Right. And you see Clive like look over this direction, mm-hmm. um, kind of startled or whatever. And then the, the reporter woman like grabs his shoulder and is like talking to him some more and you just get this message and he's like do you have this covered hezekiah i'm watching it they've got some trouble going on inside but it sounds like they're uh, they're doing okay i'm keeping an eye on these guys but uh, you got a guy at your six i hope you did notice oh uh oh thank thanks about yeah uh okay and then like things shut off and yep. you see him and the woman head north away mm-hmm. from the building dude okay <laughs> and then the truck you see the truck start mm-hmm. like where it tries to start and it's like shaking and rumbling and like backfiring so that's happening good and then the the three guys are like wait what's going on with the truck and one of them leans out and you can see his face right there um but so far uh nothing's popped off yet okay I will uh, continue to hold until, like, the second something looks like it's going south, I'm going to start shooting. Okay. Keeping cool. an eye on Sal. Don't make me do something he's going to regret. Danny's like, oh, all right, all right. Uh, uh, Bow, go around the building that way, and, and Freddy, go in, go in the front, all right? And uh, not Freddy. Let's call him... Uh, that's a good American name. <laughs> Freddy's not bad. All right. I think I've already called the guy Freddy. All my names oh. are like Larry and Stu. Gotcha. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's Sam. Sam, go in, the, go in the front door. And he's like, you see this kind of portly gang member roll up to the front door. And he's like looking in. And he's like kind of poking around at the, the buttons. All right. I'm going to try and ping back to Alexa if I can. Watch your six. I'm coming in behind this guy that's coming in now, but someone's coming out, going around the back of the building. Okay. And she says, we have things under control. We've, we've uh, captured the gangster. Mm. 
Good, but that doesn't change the fact that still someone's coming in behind the building and somebody's coming in the front door. Well, thank you for alerting us. Um, yeah, so that's the situation. You're gonna you're sitting on Danny. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with Danny then. If they've got things under control inside, I'll I'll, I'll stick out here with Danny at the convenience stand. Okay, and you see, Clive and the reporter have gone around the north side of the of the building. Uh huh. All of a sudden, you feel this intense, like telepathic kind of wave, and you mm-hmm. sense this uh, this flood of of thoughts and images, and even a smell of your home, and it kind of like. It's like it's like some perfume just wafted out of the apartment building into your nostrils, and mm-hmm. you, you hear like crows off in the distance, and a presence. Someone has appeared in this dimension somewhere in that building from Midworld. That will get me to go in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so would you go in the front yeah i would i would follow the guy that's going in okay so you uh come up behind sam and he's like he's got a he's pulled out a piece of paper that he's fiddling with and he's like punches four buttons and then you hear a click mm-hmm. and he shoves it back in his pocket and grabs the handle and opens the door okay so you come in and he turns to the right. He kind of peeks around the corner mm-hmm. with his gun up. Uh, straight ahead is, it looks like, goes to the laundry room or, or out the back of the building. Mm-hmm. And you see a, a pair of young women, barely out of, a, barely into adulthood, carrying um, like hampers and bags of laundry. Sure. And they're coming out of this room into full view of you and, and Sam. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they shriek and start to go back into the room they came out of. And he's like, ah, fuck. Um, and, and, uh, he looks clearly flummoxed. Like Mm -hmm. he he wasn't supposed to do that. I get that. Yeah. And, uh, the presence, whatever it is, is straight up. Okay. Um, I will keep following Sam, and the first chance I get, I'm going to keep moving vertically. Okay. He seems to be just sticking tight here. Okay. Um, yeah, if, I, if it looks like I can get around him, I'll slip around and head upstairs. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're kind of behind him, and when you get into the big hallway, you see all the way down at the end, there's, uh, it looks like there was a bit of a scuffle. Mm-hmm. You hear kind of talking coming out of the room at the end. Sure. You're pretty sure that's Amala's apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a staircase at that end. You see a sign for it. And then there's another one down the hall behind you mm-hmm. on the other side of the building. And so you could pick either the one near the shit or the one farthest away. I'll pick the one near the shit just in case I need to run back down. Okay, cool. So you start padding past Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll say you go slow enough not yep. to have to worry about sneaking or whatever. Cool. Uh, your shadow like dips in and out as you go <laughs> under each light. Um, and by the time you get to the door, you see your friends coming out. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're going towards the stairs as well. Okay, cool. I'll keep moving with them, but I'm not going to say anything. Okay, nice. 
Does Hezekiah want to do anything or say anything before we close it out? No, Hezekiah's good. Okay, cool. All right. Um, Chase, how do people find you on the internet? You can find me at my uh, Twitter, at TQ Loudly. You can find me on my podcast, Another Path. We're an actual play D&D podcast, and we definitely play a little bit more like a theater game. So uh, it is, uh, it's is—it's kind of like Lord of the Rings meets, uh, meets It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with a splash of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, it's a real good time, and uh, not exactly sure when this is uh, going to be coming out, but we do have um, stopgap episode so if you don't want to listen to the whole backlog to get caught up uh you can actually kind of dip in at some of our bonus episodes that we've got which is uh something we'd like to do uh you can also find me on uh my other podcast shakespeare uh it is a literal roundtable discussion where my wife and some uh theater friends and i uh sit down and talk about shakespeare and have a couple of bevs uh as we record here tonight in uh, just a couple of hours we're going to be recording uh an episode on richard the second so we're even doing the shows that you probably haven't seen because who does richard the second seriously <laughs> yeah um as a as a theater administrator who does richard the second nobody uh so come and uh, you know check us out and listen to uh, something you probably uh haven't seen before uh you can also find me on uh, my newest project that i'm involved with called exquisite lich uh which is a round podcaster i don't know it is kind of a round robin style uh D 5e podcast where uh your favorites from other uh uh uh, D- actual play D&D podcast get together and collaboratively are building a world and running different people in it. Uh, I DM'd the first demo episode, which you can find uh, if you go to at the exquisite lich on uh, the Twitters, you can find it there. Um, and I was on the second episode, which is in the middle of recording. And if you like another path, uh, I do believe uh, our uh, GM, uh, not our GM, I'm the GM, our player Griffin is slated to record the third episode. So uh, I'd be the GM of that. So we're looking at some uh, some pretty fun stuff happening over in the another path section of things. That's awesome, man. I can't yeah. wait to, to f- listen to that. Um of course, you can listen to my show, Shattered Worlds RPG, and my Arts and Issues interview show that I do with my girlfriend, Everything is Awesome, with Jeff and Casey. Both those pods are available anywhere you, you listen to podcasts. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, at El Jefe Tacoma. I think that'll do it. Um, uh, we should have a Patreon soon, if we don't already. Uh Go back and listen to the backstory episodes. And if you want to help us, we, we could always use art, music, voiceover actors, um, all sorts of uh, things to make this show totally awesome. And oh God, if you art is so cool. <laughs> if you haven't read the Dark Tower series, uh, go on and do it. It's real weird. It's yeah. dark, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm in the middle of Wolves of Cala right now, and I think I have been since we started this show. It's a long book, but it it's very good. It is a weird one. <laughs> yeah, it is. Man, Todash is something. Yeah, things get weird uh, around 2003 when he, uh, <laughs> he got those last three out. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know how to end this show, but um, I, I guess we'll just end it here. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chase. Yeah, absolutely.
is a special project of the Trap Society and Colossus Media Group. Our theme song is Morgana Rides by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Send us an email at warforthetower at gmail.com. Stay weird, everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, getting a weird. What? Getting a call noise. Yeah, I I also got a call noise. <sighs> Man, who is it? War for the Dark Tower. Oh, Steve is. Well, Steve, why are you trying to call right now? <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah. Uh... Fucking Steve. Steve, you don't know how to call. How are you doing this? <laughs> I was gonna call through the through the group thing, but then I realized it invites everyone, and I was like, right. "Damn it!" <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that. So he must have uh, gotten confused. Uh, okay, I love how Steve's always game to play, though. Yeah, he, he yeah. Steve is Steve is constantly ready to to flip some cards and be the uh, us smoking hot drow lady. <laughs> yes. Whether you want him to be or not, he's ready. <laughs> Damn it, Rusty. Go Space Kings. Did I do it? Did I overdo it? Is that too much? Space Kings. We'll kiss you in the kisser. That's not a thing. We'll. Uh. We'll have a catchphrase. Bing!